The Hoosiers pick up uh, absolutely their biggest win of the season on Thursday night, spanking Ohio State, if we're being honest, and uh, running away with it late. It was a a fun game, the best game the Hoosiers have had in years, and we're going to break it all down for you today. You are Locked On Hoosiers, your daily podcast on the Indiana Hoosiers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys? It is Friday, January 7th. This is Locked On Hoosiers, your daily source for IU Athletics news, analysis, previews, and as we'll be doing today, recaps of everything IU Athletics. An absolute beatdown, as we said, by the Indiana Hoosiers over Ohio State on Thursday. We're going to get you all the information on that, break it down for you, and what led to that win. I'm your host, as always, Jacob. Joined once again by Jared. Jared, how you doing today, bud? I'm good, man. Happy New Year's. The best New Year's gift you could have possibly gotten today. That was a fun one. Much better than that Penn State game on uh, on Sunday. We'll pretend that game didn't happen, and we'll pretend this is our first game since uh, the New Year's because that was an enjoyable one. Uh, I want to thank you guys first for making Locked on Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms, including YouTube at Locked on Hoosiers. Make sure you guys are subscribed wherever you listen to us at. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter at LO underscore Hoosiers and on Instagram at Locked on Hoosiers. Let's jump into it. In case you guys missed it, you missed a doozy. Go back and find it. Uh, Indiana comes away with a win in this one, 67 to 51 over number 13, Ohio State. There are a number of different ways you can go with this one when talking about this game. Mike Woodson afterwards said, uh, this is probably the best game we've played all season. I think he can take the probably out of that. This was the best game they played all season. Uh, It was the Trace Jackson Davis game from early on through the finish. He finishes with 27 points, 12 rebounds, 11 of 17 shooting from the field, five blocks, did it all, matched up against, at times, one of his rivals for Big Ten Player of the Year and EJ Liddell absolutely outplayed him. Uh, really, uh, from top to bottom, the Hoosiers defensively were tremendous. Um, Liddell finished with 11 points on 3 of 12 shooting, 1 of 5 from 3, had three turnovers, three turnovers and was a minus 20 in the box score. Uh, Ohio State as a team only shot 30.8% from the field, 29% from three, had 15 turnovers. As I said, Jared, there's a lot of ways you can go with this one, but uh, what was your biggest takeaway from this one? Um, so my my two my – two, I'll give you two takeaways uh, for the price of one. Uh, first one is that Trace Jackson Davis is the best player in the country. I Honestly, I'm not really sure that there's an argument for anyone else at the moment. Uh, he's dominant. He's he, he like Chet Holmgren or Paolo Banchero is probably going to win it at the end of the year. Like we know how college basketball voting goes, but Trace is the best player in the country right now. I, I'm not really sure that there's an argument against that. Um, second pronged sort of takeaway from this is, and we, we had talked about this at the beginning of the season, you know, when IU was a little bit, uh, we had a stretch where we were playing incredible defense. Then we came back and we couldn't, stop a nosebleed but we were scoring 100 points a game um 
I think this is more the recipe for one, who IU is, two, the identity that they want to have, and three, the way that they're going to have to win in the Big Ten. Um, you saw that defensive presence get away from them in second half against Wisconsin, uh, against Penn State. Um, not not there tonight. They were fully locked in the entire game. There was no taking their foot off the gas pedal. It's good to see that I think they've learned some lessons from those games, from those losses, um, and truly taken them to heart. But, man, that was an inspired performance. I mean, Ohio State scored two more points at, at Assembly Hall than Merrimack. Like, like, <laughs> what? When does what? The, uh, I had, I love that stat because I had not looked up um, who outscored the Hoosiers or the Buckeyes in, uh, in assembly this year. Uh, Eastern Michigan scored way more points than Ohio State, 62 to 51. But um, to that second point first, uh, I think it's something I tweeted during the game. And this kind of shows the level of focus the team had defensively. They were acutely aware of where EJ Liddell was at all points throughout that game. Um, whether it was on dump off passes, whether it was on screen and rolls, whether it was him going to the rim, him crashing the glass, whatever it was, they knew where he was and they cut that off at the source and they just, he didn't get many shots when he did. They were fourth shots. Uh, the second half, he was woeful, if I'm being honest. And towards the end of the game, he just started forcing things up because he was so upset. He finished one of six in the second half, had more turnovers than he had field goals. Uh, so that that defensive performance alone is probably the best the Hoosiers have had over 48 minutes or 40 minutes, I should say, uh, this season. To your first point, Trey, I I was thinking of this as as we kind of started. I can't recall. Uh, maybe Victor Oladipo is the last time the Hoosiers had a two way player this good, just incredible on both ends of the floor. Like as good as he is offensively, he is almost that good. I think you could probably make the argument he is that good defensively because he was anchoring the defense. Uh, fighting the bigs and coming away with five blocks. And then they'd go down to the offensive end and there was absolutely nothing they could do against him. He had, he said after the game, um, I don't have the exact quote pulled up, but it was something along the lines of Ohio state just kept throwing bigs at me. And I just kept out hustling them. He's, he's remarkable. I, I know we do this like every time we have a win, but like he's the best player the Hoosiers have had in almost a decade. Yeah, he's unbelievable. And again, to you know, to sort of match your, you know, bring up your point, he was not a two-way player for the first, no. you know, for the beginning of his time in Bloomington. He he just was not. He was an off. He was a good offensive player. He wasn't utilized right, but you could still see the flashes there. Um, but there was just nothing. I mean, it is beyond night and day. It's not even like he's gone from bad to average or average to good. He's gone from a below average defender to legitimately one of the best defenders in the Big Ten, and certainly one of the best defenders on this IU roster. I mean, everything on both ends starts with him, and that's that's what you want to see when you have you know a mercurial sort of talent uh, on your roster, and you have a clear number one, you have a clear alpha, is you want to see him take over. 
obviously on the offensive end, but if he's leading the team on the defensive end, I mean, that just brings a whole nother dimension to this basketball team. Yeah, we'll table some of the the rest of the discussion on Trace because we're going to talk about him in a bit. I want to talk about one other thing that you mentioned before uh, we go to our uh, second segment, and that was just kind of learning how to win, taking lessons from those other games that they had, um, specifically, I think, from that Wisconsin game, because obviously that second half was uh, probably a low point of the season. Uh when we're just looking at one singular point, I think that Penn state game might end up being the worst game of the season, but that second half against Wisconsin was a low point and everything just spiraled in that game on both ends of the floor. Um, I thought tonight on defense in that second half, um, they stayed disciplined. They stayed relentless. Basically there was no, even as the offense struggled through the middle kind of section uh, of the second half, the defense never wavered. And there, a lot of that has to do with the Wisconsin game was at the Cole Center, and this was in Bloomington. Um, the fans were incredible, as always, tonight. Uh, but on the offensive end, they just kept playing through Trace Jackson Davis. And it's it seems so simple, but it's something that they have not done at, at all points this season. Um, they just kept getting the ball to him. It didn't it didn't mean that he was shooting every time, but they were cutting off of him. They were moving off of him and it created open look after open look, whether it was race, whether it was Trey Galloway, whether it was Xavier Johnson, whoever it was um, just that alone, just playing off of him, getting him the ball and then moving uh, was better offense. They've run at the end of games and maybe at any point this season. And I just think the biggest thing, it's very clear that they're improving this season. Yeah. And that's the, that's the big takeaway. And that was actually going to be my next point is this is a team that is getting better. And over the past few years, you know, you'd see them come out and they'd have a decent start to the season. You know, they'd beat up on some cupcakes and then they'd just kind of flatline at some point, they'd have a bad loss or whatever, even an uninspiring win. And, that would just kind of be the team for the rest of the season to see that they're not only learning from losses, but genuinely improving. I mean, that's just, that alone is a step in the right direction. And that, that makes you, all of this stuff makes you feel really, really good about Mike Woodson. And I think that is the most important thing. Look in a vacuum, this season really does not matter too much. Um, it's going to be a fun season. There's not really a ton of expectations. You know, we're going to watch Trace Jackson Davis become an all American, um, but that the, the important thing is in the macro that Mark, that you, you know, that Mike Woodson is your guy and I feel so much better about it, you know, now, and obviously the Penn state loss was bad, but you didn't feel bad about him after that. That was just a bad loss. It happens to every team. Like it is what it is. Um, but I feel really good about Mike Woodson and the direction that he has this team going and how he's got them playing. Yeah, he made some – there were noticeable changes based on what he said. If you guys go – shameless plug, you can go follow us on Twitter. And I was tweeting out clips during the game, uh, specifically him talking about wanting to bring Parker Stewart and Miller Kopp off screens more. Uh, he did that tonight on multiple occasions, and it led to baskets multiple times. So just simple things like that, adjustments throughout the season. Um, as you said, this is a team that is improving uh, – you can look at that game against Eastern Michigan and look at them tonight, and this is a, a much improved team. 
we're going to look at some specific players, talk some more about Trace. We haven't, we've only mentioned Trey Galloway in passing, and boy, what a what a return from him tonight because that was an incredible performance from him. Uh, but first, I have an incredible app everyone who buys gasoline needs to know about. It's called Get Upside. Uh, I've talked about it throughout this week. I used it at the beginning of this week. It was really simple. You just download the app, pick wherever you're going to go get gas, uh, claim the offer there. Uh, you'll get a little bit extra if you use promo code SCORE. Head to the gas station, check in, pump your gas, and I got my money back within 24 hours. It was simple. Uh, you can get up to 50 cents cash back per gallon. Uh, it's a free app. There's no catch. I, I promise I've used it. Uh, again, that's promo code SCORE to get up to 50 cents per gallon cash back. On your first tank, it's simple. You can cash out at any time, whether to your bank account, PayPal, gift card for Amazon or other brands. Just download the free Get Upside app, use that promo code SCORE, and get up to $0.50 cents per gallon cash back on your first tank. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue to march on to the playoffs and beyond. Bet online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use a promo code locked on to get started from football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers for 2022. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. BetOnline, where the game starts. I want to thank you guys again for making Locked On Hoosiers your first listen every day. We're free and available on all platforms. Uh, I wrote down a trio of players. Uh, it's got to start with Trace again. Uh, Coach Woodson said after the game, I expect him to play like that. He's shown he can do it. I was harsh on him more than anybody after the Penn State game. We know he can score. I thought the other thing that um, was noticeable is Mike Woodson said multiple times, Trace Jackson Davis cannot play 33 minutes and finish with five rebounds. He played 27 minutes tonight and had 12 rebounds. Um, I, I don't know what else to say about Trace, but uh, other than when you have a player of his stature, we've said this a couple times, when your best player is as committed defensively as he is, it sets the tone for your team, and uh, I kept thinking about that tonight as Ohio State drove time and time again at the rim and they just got blocked away, is that Trace really sets the tone for this team on both ends of the floor with just how committed he is to what Mike Woodson is selling. Yeah, and again, that, that look, part of that, part if not most of that goes to coaching that he is able to get. I mean, we said it at the beginning of the season, you know, Trace had said, I think the quote was he basically had nine toes out of Indiana at that point. And Woodson being able to bring him back, get him to buy into that message and really, I mean, he's coaching the hell out of the kid and he's, yeah. and he's learning and he's listening and he's really taking it to heart. I mean, it, it's, it's inspiring to see kind of, it really is. And he is just so, I, I wish I had a larger vocabulary because I just run out of words <laughs> for this kid. I, 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 I really do. I mean, beyond special, just beyond special, not a lot of 
quite frankly, not a lot of characters, forget about Indiana, across the country would come back to a program that's sort of in a little bit of flux um, and just take on this sort of leadership role and be, you know, not have to be upset about the load that he's carrying and having to do every night because he does have to do this every night. He, he really does for this team to compete. And it's, I, I, I'm just, I'm never going to have the words for him. I'm never going to have the words for him. This is the best, this is the best individual season for an Indiana basketball player since I, I don't know, but since, probably since the 2000s. I mean, forget about the 2010s. Yeah. Maybe, maybe Yogi Ferrell at one point? Vic would be the only one that I could possibly think of. And after that, it's a <laughs> you go a while. Um, but that I mean, that might be something I need to start looking up because that's how special of a season he's having. Um, fortunately for us, there is a viral uh, word game that is teaching us new words daily uh trace jackson davis is not a banal player um let, we i said that uh it was almost a crime that we are 15 minutes 16 minutes into this podcast and have not talked about trey galloway who made his return after about two months uh, away with that broken wrist suffered in that saint john's game comes off the bench um statistically he finishes with eight points, four assists, three rebounds, a couple of steals. Uh, I think the stat that uh, indicates just how impactful he was was in 19 minutes, the Hoosiers were plus 17 with him on the court. He closed the game in place of Miller Cop. Uh, what a return from him. What did you see from him tonight? A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything, but I think the thing that stood out the most was the hustle. He never stopped running. He never stopped moving. He he, he played smart basketball, played smart, aggressive, controlled, aggressive basketball. Um, he was always in the right spot whenever the team needed him. Um, it, it, this is not a guy that we thought we would miss this much. That I don't, I don't even think, look, we were, not for nothing, we were 10-3 and three coming into this game like, there haven't been many times where it's been like, okay, we're missing this guy. We're missing this guy. Um, but he, he stepped up to the plate. And I, I, again, I think the biggest stat isn't even just the plus minus. I don't even think it's a stat. And you just mentioned it now. It's that he closed the game. He was trusted to close the game. He was out for two months. Didn't matter. Slotted right into that closing lineup. And to see that he has the trust of his coach and the, and the staff and the players around him, that he can just come right in and, and close a game against the number 13 team in the country on your own court. I mean, that's, that says as much as, as much as any number that you can throw in front of me. Yeah. The, uh, just the level of kind of energy that he had was noticeable throughout really from the moment he stepped on the court. And I text you at one point, I can't, I think it was during the first half as I didn't realize we missed Trey Galloway this much because um, it was noticeable when he was on the court and it maybe it was just a byproduct of him only playing three games and us not even really knowing what we had with this Hoosier team at that time. But it, he was very noticeable tonight uh, just by hustling, by making the extra pass. There are a couple times offensively where uh, he's turning down three pointers. He did it a couple times. But each time it led to an open basket because he would drive and pass and drive and there'd be a subsequent drive and pass and eventually you get an open shot. And 
Um, just that level of play. He plays with like a, a the, the phrase I use is he plays with a sense of purpose on the floor. And uh, there was times even tonight where um, it, there was a bench lineup in the first half that uh, really struggled for the Hoosiers and there just wasn't a lot of purpose out there. Um, I thought he had he had purpose, he had energy, he had hustle. All that is noticeable um, no matter what team you're on and especially on a night on an upset when uh, he's just coming back and you kind of realize what you didn't have. So um, he is very much a piece of this team moving forward and very much earned a lot of minutes tonight. Uh, it's noteworthy that Tamar Bates played only four minutes. He's picking a, a bad time to kind of hit that freshman wall because uh, Trey Galloway is going to come in and eat up minutes no matter who's playing poorly because he certainly earned a lot of them tonight. Uh, last guy we can mention just briefly is Race Thompson, who I always feel um, is almost underrated just in everything he's able to do for this team. Um, he has 11 points on the night. It was only three of seven from the field, but seven rebounds, a couple assists, um, was a plus nine in 30 minutes. He's just invaluable to this team in so many ways, and I continue to marvel at how good him and Trace play off of each other. Yeah, it's not, it's rarely ever about race. It's about race and trace and how they play off of each other. And you, you had a, I, I'm pretty sure you clipped this um, on Twitter in the first half where he just, he, he sees the space, he cuts towards the free throw line, creates the, creates the lane for Trace Jackson Davis. Uh, I mean, he's just a smart basketball player. This is a team with a lot of smart basketball players. And it's not something you can always say about an Indiana team in recent years. And He's a good. He's a baller, man. He's just a baller. Yeah. You don't. You don't need five guys who can score fifteen points a night, but you need multiple guys who can make impacts all over the floor if you're going to be centric around one player. And he he does that. He he does that. And he did that tonight. And it's it's a good player, man. It's just a good basketball player, and I enjoy watching him on the ball, off the ball, wherever he goes. I mean, he's just he's a very dynamic basketball player, and the chemistry between him and trace is just, it, it, it's unbelievable. It's not something that you really get that often in college basketball, sort of, you know, they're so in sync together and they just, they always seem to know where one is going to be, where the other is going to be, um, where one needs to be. And it's, it's so healthy and it helps the dynamic of the team at large, just so much. The Hoosiers won the points in the paint battle 38 to 10 on the night. That is Trace and Race both on both ends of the floor because it was Race Thompson that was predominantly on EJ Liddell tonight. It was a team effort. A lot of guys were rotating through, but he was a primary guy on him, and he deserves a lot of the credit for Liddell going 3 of 12 from the field. So I always want to mention him because it's it, you if you just watch Race Thompson for sections of the game, um, I know it's the cliche, but you, you'll see so much of how IU operates um, throughout games, especially when when Trace has the ball, seeing what Race does, because he always knows where to cut, where to be. Uh, we're going to look kind of big picture at this game, what it means for this Hoosier team moving forward. But first, it is the new year, so that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar because it doesn't taste chalky or waxy or honestly like a chemical spill. 
It tastes like an actual candy bar covered in 100% real chocolate. Uh, Built bars contain, most built bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, 17 grams of protein. You can compare that to whatever your favorite candy bar is. It's going to be better. Uh, and I mean, here's an idea for you guys. If you're, if that is your new year's resolution, go find all your secret treat stashes, clean them out, put some built bars in there. Um, so even if you're not a huge fan of working out, at least you can eat something good and that is good for you. And maybe you can almost count that as a workout. I won't tell if you won't. Uh, best part is all the flavors they have, whether it's peanut butter brownie, raspberry, cookies and cream, mint brownie, many more. There's always limited time flavors they are adding. So make sure you go to built.com, use promo code LOCKED15 and get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at built.com. So I think uh, for a lot of reasons, this was the most important game of the season for Indiana. Um, they're not going to have a ton of realistic opportunities to get kind of a resume win. They were coming off that game against Penn State. And no matter how you want to quantify it, a ranked win, uh, an A-tier win on Ken Palm, a quad one win by the NCAA and the net, uh, this was all of those for Indiana um, and is easily their kind of resume building when we talked to Trey Demps on Thursday's episode and kind of talked about the need for Indiana to get a win like this. So on Selection Sunday, they can look back uh, at a game like this and, and point to it as a big moment, as a victory they had. Um, just in that regard, how big was this win for the Hoosiers tonight? Huge. Uh, huge. Like you mentioned, there's not really a ton of big name wins on the schedule for IU the rest of the season as the rankings stand currently. They have one hellish stretch, I believe, where they play at Michigan State, then home against Wisconsin, then at Ohio State, three straight games. Um, that's going to be the only real, I think, major space for like huge impact wins uh, the rest of the way, and two of those games are on the road. But uh, look, it, it, it's a confidence builder. It's a confidence builder now that they know that a quote-unquote superior team can come into their building, and especially after a full season in which there were no fans in Assembly Hall, um, and the students weren't even back tonight, by the way, from what I understand. I think it was. I think they it was just locals. So it was. It, I think that's the biggest thing is the confidence builder that they can beat. You know that Assembly Hall is still Assembly Hall. Um, Assembly Hall still has that environment. They can feel comfortable playing at home. I mean, how many how many times in? I I, I don't even want to list a number for how far you have to go back. But how many times? would IU have two made three-pointers in an entire basketball game and win, let alone let alone win by 16 points? You know, how many – and the other side of the spectrum is how many times are they going to make 15 of 18 free throws shoot 80% from the line? It's not a good free <laughs> not, throw shoot. Not anymore this year. I can almost guarantee it. Exactly. So I, I think it's just a confidence builder that they know that they can put together this kind of performance. They know that they don't – especially at home, don't have to have their best shot um, and still be able to do the right things in the right times and come out with a win. Long term, I don't know what it means. Um, I hope there were some recruits in the building tonight. 
Um, quite, quite honestly, anybody in the top 10, top 20, you know, really, re really hopeful that some were in the building, but man, just in terms of the outlook on the season, this is, it can't be understated how big this win is with one caveat. And that caveat is what we've seen from Indiana teams in the past. They have a big win, especially a big win at home. And then the letdown, if they're able to carry this momentum into their next game, come out with a win, does not matter who you play. I don't care if you play Nebraska. I don't care if you play Marymount again. I don't care if you're playing prime Duke with JJ Redick and, and, <laughs> and gang, you, you know, it, it does not matter. You have to be able to carry that momentum from a big win. And that I think is as telling as the win. So if they can, if they can rack up a couple of wins in a row after this one, I feel unbelievable about this team. Opportunities there. Uh, they have their next three games. They play Minnesota on Sunday. Um, they go to Iowa, which is going to be a tough one, but then it's to Nebraska. Um, one of the better, more favorable stretches um, that they're going to have in Big Ten play. It's odd that they're playing Nebraska twice already, and they haven't even played most other teams. I looked it up while you were talking. Since 2010, this is the eighth time IU has won a game while making two or fewer three-pointers. The last one, most of these are three of the seven previous ones are under Archie. Um, the last one was against UConn. 2019 i believe that game was in madison square garden uh an abysmal game i remember um that they went 57 54 so but, the, uh, but that's the, that's the thing is that was an abysmal game i just watched them shoot 13 percent from three and not a single cell in my body is saying they played poorly and that was a bad game it was it was not and that's the big change and that's the exciting thing yeah and this is the third worst shooting percentage they've had in any of those wins. So, um, yeah, that it, I, that's something I hadn't even thought of. And, yeah, that is that is impressive. It says a lot about this team's kind of mentality. Um, and I, I would say that just kind of the last thing is just what do we kind of take away from this game is that, as I said earlier, they're somewhere between as bad as they were against Penn State and as good as they were tonight. I would say they're probably closer to what they were tonight. Um, but I, you said it earlier is that this was much more of a formula for how they're going to win games is to absolutely lock down defensively, um, play through trace. I, he's not going to have a game like this every night. He's going to have a couple more of them, but um, he's not going to have a game like this other nights, but we're not going to shoot 13% from three every night either. So, Playing through him, locking up defensively, I think are the biggest takeaways of um, how we can or what we can do or what how we can play um, as a team moving forward. So any final thoughts on this performance? Yeah, I loved that. Um, I, I loved and continue to love that we don't really have a point guard in the sense that we don't have someone that's going to come out there, be a true point guard, rack up six, seven, eight assists. Um, but again, if you look at the distribution, I mean, four assists here, three assists here, two assists, two assists. I mean, you see it coming from all over and that's good team basketball. And even though they play through one player in Trace Jackson Davis, the rest of the team is always engaged and always fighting and always involved. And it's just, it, that's something that's sustainable. That, that is, that is a sustainable 
level of offense and things that you look for long-term to be able to carry forward when you don't have Rob Finnessy dishing out six, seven assists tonight. You know, when you don't have these guards who are pass first and, and making, you know, making all the right plays, have the ball for 20 seconds of a possession. I mean, everyone is involved. It's sustainable. And at the end of the day, no one cares who gets the assist because the ball ends up in one person's hands. And usually when it ends up in that one person's hands, it ends up in the bottom of the net. And that's the important thing. You may have the sets put up in front of you. Do you know who led this team in assists tonight? Um, I don't have it in front of me anymore. I think it was Trey at four, right? Yeah, Trey Galloway led this team with four assists off the bench in 19 minutes. So one more shout-out to him because that was a stellar performance from him. And a shout-out to this team as a whole because that was a huge win, a badly needed win, as we said, for a variety of, of reasons. Now the challenge is to not let there be a letdown on Sunday when they take on Minnesota. Uh, that game will be at home. There might be – I mean, students will be getting back on campus. It'll just be a matter of if they want to go to Assembly Hall uh, that – uh that afternoon it's a noon tip off it'll be on big 10 network so uh the immediate uh takeaway from that is don't let there be a letdown against minnesota on sunday so thanks again guys for making locked on hoosiers your first listen every day we'll be back on monday to recap that minnesota game now for your second listen head to locked on the locked on bets podcast uh your daily one-stop shop for all your gambling needs hosted by your boy q with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Appreciate all the love you guys have given us. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already. It takes just a second. Helps us out a ton. Leave a rating and review while you are there. Most importantly, though, guys, have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. And Elio.